Welcome to the Wealthy Coach Podcast, where I teach you how to become wealthy AF in your business, your mindset, your coaching, and your life. I'm your host, Kendra Perry. I am a former functional health coach turned online business mentor for health coaches, practitioners, and professionals. I'm here to help you grow the online business of your dreams by teaching you the strategy, the tech, and by helping you cultivate the mindset you need to be a badass health entrepreneur. I'm blunt, I'm to the point, and I'll probably drop an F-bomb or two, so fasten your seatbelts and get ready to become wealthy AF. Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the Wealthy Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Perry, and today we are talking about your worst nightmare, the tech. Dun, dun, dun. I wish I had those like sound effects, but I'm not that fancy. I literally record my podcast on QuickTime, and QuickTime does not have those capabilities. But today we're going to be talking about the tech platforms that I use to run my business, and this might be helpful for you right? Because there's a lot of stuff out there, a lot of shiny objects, and we can definitely overdo it with the tech, but we can also underdo it with the tech. So I'm going to show you what I use. And don't worry, I'm a minimalist. I only use what is necessary. I don't like a lot of fancy techie platforms, but I hope this will be helpful for you. So when it comes to the tech, oftentimes we feel really overwhelmed with learning the tech and understanding the tech, especially if you were someone who is my age or older. So I'm 38. Maybe you're in your 40s, 50s, or even your 60s. And you're just like, this tech shit is a nightmare, right? And we didn't really necessarily get raised with the internet. So technically, I got internet when I was, you know, 12 or 13. But I lived so rurally that it was not even really that functional. So I really barely used it. And I remember waiting like three hours so I could send an MSN messenger to some guy. And then I'd be super stoked when I actually could message back and forth for like literally a minute before the internet would go down for the next like five days. Okay. So the tech can feel really overwhelming. But what I want to tell you about the tech is it's a tool and it's a tool that will make your life easier in your business. It'll give you more time and it will also give you more freedom and more organization, right? Because when we're doing everything manually and on our own without these platforms, like we really just end up making a lot more work for ourselves. Okay. So I want to use the analogy of a car. Now, if you want to go somewhere on a road trip, let's say you want to go to, I'm going to use a random example. Let's say you want to go to Whistler. You're like, yeah, bro, let's go skiing at Whistler. I want to snowboard. I want to ski. I want to hit the fucking half pipe. That's what you're saying to your friends. Now, you're not going to fly. You're going to drive there. So do you need a car to get to your destination? Well, yeah, because in Canada, there's no Greyhound bus. There's no train. The only way for you to get there is either to fly or drive. So you're going to drive. So yes, you do need a car to get your destination. And honestly, the type of car really doesn't matter. As long as it's working, every single car will get you there. But of course, there are pros and cons to each type of car, right? And it's important to shop around in order to find the best car for you. And the same thing goes with the tech. There's all these types of different tech and you definitely need tech in order to achieve the goals that you have in your online business. And there's so many different tech platforms that will get you there. And sometimes it almost doesn't matter. You just have to find one that works for you. But really, you want to shop around and make sure you understand the pros and cons of each so that you choose the right one for you. So my inspiration with this episode is to tell you what I use so that you can see if what I use makes sense for your business. And if you're running a coaching business, I run a coaching business, then 
a lot of this stuff probably will work for your business. Now, I get a lot of people asking me, Kendra, what tech platform is going to help me get clients? Well, what I will tell you is tech platforms don't do that. They don't help you get clients. Your marketing and your sales strategy does that, but your tech platform doesn't do it, right? So I'm going to tell you one thing that I use and you're going to think, okay, is that the tech platform she uses to get clients? No, it's the tech platform that supports my business in creating more time, more organization and more productivity so that I can use my time intentionally to get the clients. Okay. So I'm going to start with the sales and marketing tools that I use. And remember, these don't help me get clients, but when utilized properly, they can assist in the task of getting clients. So the first thing I use is FG Funnels. Now you may not be familiar with FG Funnels. It's sort of a new platform, but I recently moved to FG Funnels from ClickFunnels. Now ClickFunnels is landing page hosting software. So it's a place where you can host sales pages, opt-in pages, anything like that. You can also host a membership through ClickFunnels. Now I was diehard ClickFunnels. I use ClickFunnels for basically my entire business, but it was really expensive. I was spending $300 a month on ClickFunnels, which honestly is a lot. When you sign up for ClickFunnels, there's two tiers. You can get the $100 a month, which I felt was reasonable, but you only got 20 funnels. And if you end up selling group programs, online courses, lots of freebies, it doesn't take long before you have more than 20 landing pages. So I was paying $300 a month and that is a lot of money. On top of that, ClickFunnels was making this big switch in March. So they were actually going to require you to move all your funnels from the platform to this new and improved platform. So I knew I was going to have to move anyways. And that's when I learned about FG Funnels. Now, FG Funnels is made by Julie Stowen of Funnel Gorgeous. And Julie actually used to work for ClickFunnels. So FG Funnels is very ClickFunnels-esque and it was significantly cheaper. So I think I paid $800 for an annual subscription to FG Funnels, which is literally saving me $220 a month US. So that's like $350 Canadian. So it's a lot of money, you know, it's thousands of dollars a year to basically get the same functionality. So what FG Funnels does is it hosts all my opt-in pages. So if you've ever opted in for any one of my freebies, it will have been through an FG Funnels page. If you've ever bought anything from me, the sales page will have been hosted through FG Funnels. On top of that, I can also host courses inside FG Funnels. I don't at this point, but maybe I will consider it in the future. FG Funnels will also process all my payments. It hosts surveys and forms and a bunch of other things like that. So I've recently moved FG Funnels. I really like it. It's slightly glitchy, slightly glitchy because it's new, but it seems to be getting better and better. And they have really excellent customer service, which ClickFunnels really did not have. ClickFunnels actually had the worst customer service. And it used to drive me crazy considering I was paying $300 a month. So now I'm paying less than $100 a month and I have excellent customer service and I can always figure out what I need to get done. So that is what I use for hosting sales pages, opt-in pages, that sort of thing. For email marketing software, I use ConvertKit and I am die hard ConvertKit. And I've been actually with other platforms. Initially, I started out with MailChimp and MailChimp is great if you're just doing really basic email marketing. But if you start doing anything more advanced, then MailChimp quickly doesn't work. And so I switched to ConvertKit and then loved ConvertKit. But for some reason, I can't remember why, there was something that was annoying me about ConvertKit and I decided to switch to ActiveCampaign. And so I actually ended up hating ActiveCampaign. It's a really great email marketing software. I know a lot of people use it. I just didn't find it very user-friendly and I found it very confusing. And I actually missed the really user-friendly dashboard. 
that is ConvertKit. So I ended up switching back to ConvertKit. And honestly, that was a huge pain in the ass. At this point, I will never, ever, ever in my life leave ConvertKit again. (laughs) I am there to stay. So I love ConvertKit. So ConvertKit sends all my email marketing. It does all my sequences, my automations. It's a great platform. I recommend it to all my students. The next thing I use is Anchor. And Anchor is what I actually use for podcast hosting. So it is a free podcast hosting platform. And that is how I host the platform. And this gets my podcast onto iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all of the platforms. Now, I'm actually considering moving from Anchor. I'm actually thinking about moving to Buzzsprout. The reason why I'm moving to Buzzsprout or thinking of it is because they have something called dynamic ad insertion. And so what that means is that I can create an ad and then they will pump it into all my episodes, including my previous episodes. So this is really great because a lot of times when people subscribe to a podcast, they actually go back to the beginning and listen to all the earlier podcasts. But if you listen to my earlier podcasts, I'm advertising things that aren't available anymore. Maybe you're going to get an ad for Profitable Groups, which is a course that I used to have that is no longer available. Or maybe you're going to get an ad for a live workshop that I did that, again, is no longer available. So with dynamic ad insertion, it actually allows me to put ads into those old episodes. How cool is that, right? That's super cool. So thinking of moving to Buzzsprout. The next thing I use is called Stealth Seminars. And Stealth Seminars is how I host my evergreen webinars. So evergreen webinar just means it's a webinar that is always available. It is not live. It's on demand. I actually have one that will show you how to enroll one to three new clients every week until your wellness business. And I'll make sure to drop that in the show notes if you want to check that out. But the reason why I love sell seminars is because it gives you a ton of analytics. So recently I've been trying to optimize an evergreen webinar and it wasn't making any sales, but I was able to learn from sell seminar is that people were actually dropping off at about the 40 minute mark. But my pitch where I pitch Health Coach Accelerator happens at 60 minutes. So most people were not making it to the pitch. The webinar was too long. So I was able to take that information and make a shorter webinar where I get to the pitch by 40 minutes and suddenly I started getting sales. So I wouldn't have been able to do that without those analytics. So if you're doing any evergreen webinars, I highly recommend Stealth Seminar. The other thing we use is called Deadline Funnel. And this is what does all my redirects. So you may have noticed that if you ever go to a sales page where we're having a limited time promo, there is a little thing at the bottom of the screen, a little bar that tells you how much time is left in the deadline. And then what happens is when that deadline comes, the page will automatically redirect to another page. So an example for my last launch, I was offering Health Coach Accelerator on promo and that promo ended on a certain date. And when that time came, Deadline Funnel would redirect the page to the full price page. So now if you try to go to that promotional page, it's just going to send you right to the regular price because that promotion is now over. And then the final platform we use for sales and marketing is Canva. And Canva is for graphic design. All our graphics are made through Canva. I love Canva. Canva is life. Go to Canva, go sign up for a pro account. You will not regret it. It's only like 15 or something dollars a month. I'm going to link to all these platforms that I use in the show notes for this episode. You can find the show notes for this episode at kendraperry.net forward slash episode 132. That's kendraperry.net forward slash episode 132. Okay, so I'll make sure all the links for everything is there. But Canva is amazing. I can't believe that when I started my business, there was no Canva. I don't actually know how I made graphics. It was a nightmare. And so Canva literally is 
the most amazing thing ever. So definitely go get it. So that's what I use for sales and marketing. Now, the next group of platforms I'm going to talk about is for course hosting. So as you know, I have my primary course, Health Coach Accelerator, which teaches coaches how to market and sell online programs. I also have HTMA Expert, which teaches practitioners and professionals how to interpret hair tissue mineral analysis. I will link to both those courses in the show notes as well. But I host those courses through Thinkific. And I actually love Thinkific. I've been with them for a long time. They create a really nice dashboard. I think for the most part, it's really easy to navigate. I rarely get complaints about Thinkific. The one complaint I have about Thinkific is it is expensive. I do pay about $15 or $2,000 a year for that platform. At some point, I'm thinking maybe I would move everything over to FG Funnels to save a bunch of money. But honestly, that's just a huge undertaking and I'm just not willing to take that on at this point. So we do everything in Thinkific. The other platform we use is Facebook. So we use a Facebook group to host our community. Now, I've definitely gone back and forth on this. I've considered hosting outside of Facebook because honestly, I don't love Facebook and Facebook is kind of a dick lately. They're kicking people off and banning people and all this stupid shit. But to be honest, everyone's on Facebook. And I know if I go off of Facebook, I'm going to lose a ton of engagement. And I think it will negatively impact my community. So as long as I am allowed on Facebook, I will be hosting my communities through Facebook groups. And then finally, Zoom. So we also use Zoom for marketing, but we use Zoom for all our coaching calls. I also use Zoom for all my webinars. Another platform that you can use that is free because the webinar add-on for Zoom is a little bit expensive is YouTube Live. I have hosted webinars through YouTube Live in the past and liked it. But honestly, these days, everyone knows how to use Zoom. Since COVID happened, Zoom is life. Everyone knows how to use it. I remember using Zoom pre-COVID and people just had a hard time figuring out and they were always confused. And these days, like we don't have those issues anymore because people just, they know how to use Zoom. The next group of platforms I'm going to talk about is team communication and projects. So the first we use for team communication is Slack. I love Slack. It's basically like a direct messaging platform that for teams, so you can have multiple direct messages, you can create channels and add multiple people. So way better than email. In the past, I worked for a company that used email and it was kind of a nightmare going back and forth in email. Slack is quick. You can tag people, you can upload things like it's just amazing. Even if you only have one team member, even if you've just hired your first virtual assistant, I highly recommend Slack. It's searchable, way easier to navigate than email. You will love it. So check out Slack. We also use Asana. And so Asana is a project management tool. It's similar to Trello. And actually, I used to use Trello in the past, but these days we are all about Asana. Asana is just a little bit more functional for teams, but Trello, you can get a free version, very easy to use, a little bit less complicated than Asana, but both are great. And so inside Asana, we host all of our projects. So for example, we have an editorial calendar for every month for our social media. So I know what post is going out when, who's working in it, where it's at in its stage of development. So for example, I'm going to write the content in Asana. And then when I check that as complete, it's going to tag my designer and then she's going to design the graphic. And when she checks that as complete, it's going to tag my creative director who's going to approve that graphic and then schedule it on social media. And so any project, whether it's a launch or something like that, we organize that all in Asana. We also organize all our students inside Asana. So for example, when you sign up for Health Coach Accelerator, card gets created for you in Asana, in our Health Coach Accelerator board, and it's going to have a bunch of tasks on it. So essentially when that happens, it tags my virtual assistant, and then she knows that you've enrolled inside Health Coach Accelerator, 
And so she knows that you're going to be requesting access to the Facebook group. And when she's approved your access, she's going to check off a box and say that task is done. She's going to set a 90 day deadline because we give people 90 days live support inside Health Coach Accelerator. And then at that 90 days, she is going to offboard you or see if you have purchased the continuing support, right? And so if you, for example, don't stay inside Health Coach Accelerator, she's going to remove you from the Zoom registration. She's going to remove you from the Facebook group and so on and so forth. So that's what we do inside Asana. The other one we use, not a lot, kind of loosely is Voxer. So Voxer is a voice messaging app. I really like it, but I don't love it for team communication just because it's not searchable. And to be honest, think of the last time you left a voice message for someone. Hey, Megan, how's it going? Just wondering what you're up to. I'm just, you know, I'm just having a great day on the beach. And I'm just wondering, you know, maybe we can hang out soon. I think I missed your call last week. You you know what I'm talking about. Like people tend to ramble and go into all these things. I remember working with a virtual assistant who I ended up letting go. This was a few years ago. And all her communication was through Voxer. And it drove me crazy because all of her Voxers would be like, okay, like, you know, I just got back into office. I just dropped my daughter off. And oh, man, that was just really crazy. And I'm just like, I'm the kind of person like I don't want to hear about the minute details like I don't like long messages like straight to the point let's just do straight to the point you know if you need to tell me anything like don't tell me the details just ask the question tell me what you need to know or tell me the information I need to know so that used to drive me absolutely insane but that being said sometimes it's much easier to talk something out than it is to type it so every now and then Maybe my virtual assistant will have a question about a customer service issue and it's kind of complex. I have to explain a bunch of things. So I'll just say, hey, I'm sending you a Voxer and then I'll just explain it because sometimes it's just easier to say it out loud. So we don't use it that often, but we do have it as a backup in case that it improves our communication. The next thing we use is Gmail with a Hiver HQ plugin. So Hiver HQ is just a Chrome extension that basically integrates with your Gmail and it kind of gives you a little bit more of a, a little bit more functionality when there's multiple people in the inbox. So it's relatively inexpensive. We just have one user for it, but essentially what it does that I love is it allows you to create open tickets, pending tickets and close tickets so you can close everything and then it'll actually track that in stats. So you can actually get information like how long does it typically take you to respond to the email once it's sent? And then how long does it typically take you to close that email? Because in my team, we want to respond to everything within one business day. And ultimately, we want everything resolved within that business day, if possible. So for example, if you email me at 11am to our customer support inbox, and you're having issues logging in or whatever, and then we're going to respond to you. And then if you respond back, you're not going to wait another 24 hours for that. We're going to prioritize that and try to get that solved as quickly as possible. It's not always possible, but we really strive to get everything closed by the end of the day whenever possible. The other thing that Hiver HQ does that I love is it sends out little customer service satisfaction surveys. And so you can actually rate the quality of your service as I think it's like very poor, poor, good, great, or something like that. And so we want to track that because if we're getting poor customer service ratings, I mean, that's a big deal, right? Every person who has a bad experience inside your inbox will tell nine to 15 people. That's huge. That's a lot of people, right? So we don't want that. We want people to have good experiences inside our inbox. So we look at that and then we can actually see who gave us a bad rating. So we can tell like, is this person just being unreasonable? Or can we actually learn something from the experience that they have? So we love Hiver HQ for that reason. And then finally, we use something called Charge Desk. And this is amazing because this helps us 
us recover failed payments. So sometimes with our membership or payment plans, people will have a credit card that expires or maybe it got flagged for suspicious activity and it's been canceled and they're sending you a new credit card because maybe someone stole the number or sometimes people, you know, go over their limit or whatever it is, right? And so payments will fail. And in the past, I used to have my virtual assistant follow up with the person, but that's obviously a lot of manpower and it takes a lot of time. And so what Charged Us does is it automatically follows up with all the people who have failed payments. So it's going to follow up with them five times to try to get that payment resolved. It basically sends them a link where they can update their credit card. It's actually saved us quite a bit of money, which is great. And then it doesn't require my team to chase after them, which actually can be really costly. So Charged Us will follow up and then after five payments, it'll get marked as delinquent. And then at that case, my virtual assistant will follow up one more time and just let them know that, hey, like we really need to get an updated credit card from you or we're going to have to cancel your access, blah, blah, blah. And then if we hear nothing, then we mark them as delinquent. But that doesn't happen that much anymore since we've had charged us. So really love it. Finally, for payments, we use Stripe and we use PayPal. Huge fan of Stripe, not a huge fan of PayPal. I recently started offering PayPal as an option on my checkout pages and my bookkeeping bill tripled. (laughs) The PayPal has a really confusing dashboard and it's really hard to track. It's not like Stripe. Stripe is so easy. Stripe will send you payments automatically on the frequency that you want. So I'll send my payouts from Stripe to my bank account every Friday. And every Friday it sends that payout and then it will actually give you a report of every payment that makes up that payout. So it's really easy for my bookkeeper to track. But PayPal doesn't do that. And I often find myself in PayPal trying to figure out like, what the hell was that payment? Like, what is that? Like, it's so confusing. I don't understand how it's so bad considering that they are used for business. So I've decided to not offer PayPal as an option anymore. The other thing I don't like about PayPal is for payment plans, something I just recently learned, and you should know this too, is PayPal gives you the option to actually opt out of a payment plan. Now, we want people to be able to opt out of out of recurring subscriptions, but a payment plan is not a subscription. It's a legally binding agreement between you and the seller to finance the program, right? You're getting access to the program content up front, and we're allowing you to finance it. So we do not want people to be able to opt out. And they can do it without even our knowledge. Like I won't even get a notification if someone does that. So I learned that recently and I'm like, okay, no more PayPal. So if somebody reaches out to us, we will allow people to use PayPal for pay in full. They just need to reach out to us and we'll send them an invoice. But we will not do payment plans through PayPal, unfortunately, because it's just too risky. So we prefer Stripe. The one other platform that I want to tell you about that is amazing and you need and you should go play around with and get stoked is called Zapier. And it's Z-A-P-I-E-R, Zapier. And what Zapier does is it connects platforms that wouldn't normally talk. So this is how you can actually automate your business. And I love Zapier because we automate so much and that actually saves us a lot of time because we don't have to do it manually and then there are so many less mistakes. And so for example, let's say that when you work with clients on a one-on-one basis, you send them the recording of the call. And so probably what you're doing is you are downloading that recording and then you're uploading it somewhere, whatever, but you can actually set it up so that that recording automatically goes to a specific Google Drive. How amazing is that? And so instead of having to download and upload, it's already there. It's awesome, right? You can automate a lot of your processes this way. So for example, when you sign up for Health Coach Accelerator, which is happening through FG Funnels, you will get a card automatically created for you inside Asana right? And so 
that happens automatically through Zapier. So what Zapier is doing is it's saying, okay, when someone purchases through this form inside FG Funnels, create this specific card in Asana in this specific board. So we don't do that manually. We do that automatically through Zapier. And Zapier can actually save you a ton of time because if you're even spending 15 minutes a day on tasks that could be automated, I mean, that's essentially 60 hours a year. That's a lot. That's like a week and a half. It's a week and a half. That's like your vacation that you're manually onboarding someone or doing some administrative tasks that you don't need to be doing. So check out Zapier. I'll link to that in the show notes. It's honestly amazing and I highly recommend it. And that's it. That's pretty much all we use. So I know that might seem like a lot of things, but honestly, it's pretty minimal. We keep it minimal. And hopefully you'll see like why each platform is really important and how each platform actually saves us time, makes us more productive and helps us make more money. All right, my friend, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Wealthy Coach Podcast. If you want to support the show, the most amazing thing you can do is go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. Oh my God, I would appreciate it so much. It only takes a few minutes. If that's too time-consuming for you, I totally get it. No pressure. Just make sure you are subscribed to this podcast. So hit that subscription button or the follow button, whatever it's called these days, and then download the latest three episodes. Simple. That literally takes you less than 30 seconds, and that's an amazing way that you can support me and the show. All right. I will see you next Monday, same place, same time, where I help you become wealthy AF.